0: hey everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to the broad street hockey Facebook live post game my name is Bill Mats I am your director of fun and games for the evening happy Thanksgiving uh, four in the first really three in the first what ten minutes that was uh, uh, you know I I have I have so little to say about that game because fuck this team. Honestly, I I'm trying to like I'm trying to have composed thoughts. I'm trying to be an analyst, but no. No. Don't give up three transition goals in the first period. The the penalty kill is god awful. All right, sure. You know, I guess that's just something we have to accept because uh, you know, it 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 just is what it is. I, I, I'm so mad at everybody, and it starts at the top. Um, coming into this season thinking Elliott and Neuvert were going to be able to hold it down was negligent. I'm not going to blame goaltending for this game, but not having any goalie just going, yeah, that dude in the AHL who's okay, yeah, he should be fine. Like, to be desperate for goaltending. The night before Thanksgiving, we're not two months into the season, and this team is desperate for goaltending. And, again, there's plenty that went wrong tonight. I'm not blaming the goalie uh, solely. I'm blaming, you know, everybody who wore a uniform tonight uh, because you gave up four first-period goals. But, like, to – To have no goalie coming into this season was negligent. Brian Elliott was going to get hurt because he's an old man with with core muscle problems. Michael Neuvert is just a guy who gets hurt all the time. Uh, This was... uh, Cal Pickard gives up six goals on 26 shots on Saturday. Yeah, he's going to be our backup for uh, a dude starting his first game in the NHL this year who isn't that good. Yeah, Pickard was fine in relief, whatever. I'm just... I'm disgusted. And it's not effort because I thought the effort was there tonight. Uh, I mean, the first period just was what it was. Buffalo came out and beat the shit out of them, whatever. Uh, But there's something seriously wrong with the makeup of this team because even in losses like this, we see that their ceiling is high. We see that at least among the 18 skaters, the Flyers have a decent amount of talent and are so much better than they show. And... uh, There's something seriously wrong, and I'm going to call out the coach. Absolutely. Dave Hextall, this is on you. And I'm going to call out the GM because Ron Hextall, this is on you. But it's also on the guys on the ice. Like Claude Giroux, I stick up for you all the time, and you are one of the best players in the league. But your team can't constantly play this way in first periods. This can't be a recurring theme that, oh, yeah, you know, for 40 minutes we were the better team, but uh, we gave up four goals in the first 20. So that's the game. Like, I don't want to hear about that shit. This is on every single guy. I just, I am thoroughly pissed off with this team because I'm the one who sticks. We are at the exact point in the schedule where they went on the 10 game losing streak last year. And guess what? That's four in a row. That's four in a row, and they can't do this again. I've been the guy saying they're not going to change coaches midseason, so we just have to get past that. Nope. Nope. We saw it of if you watch that Edmonton game last. Edmonton had to come back and win and everything, but if you watch the Edmonton-San Jose game last night, I saw a team that went, oh, shit, it's on us now because they just changed coaches and came out with a different energy. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's the penalty kill coach. I don't know if it's the captain. I don't know if it's... Yeah, you know what? That uh nobody but that Giroux line is really doing much right now. I don't know what it is specifically, but I do know that this group of players needs some kind of change. This they are too good. We see it in spurts and we see it for 40 minutes at a time, 45 minutes at a time. Even the Tampa Bay game where they dominated Tampa Bay for pretty much the entire time, but every time Tampa got the puck, they scored and the power play was I mean, we all know that, again, the Flyers' penalty kill is just trash, so they're going to give up goals there. But I, I was at the game on Saturday. I, I watched the team thoroughly dominate and have to come back from 5-1. to one. I watched the game tonight. I see three transition goals in the first period simply because the Flyers weren't aggressive enough. That fourth one at the end of the first, Christian Follen, who I have been a champion of this year uh, since the year started. I appreciate what Christian Follen has brought to this team. But um, especially with that kind of time left, either – if you're going to back up, if you're going to play conservatively, if you're going to play that Andrew McDonald style where you kind of concede the zone, get yourself in the right position and make a play after, all right? Or be aggressive and break up the play. You can't go halfway like Christian Folin did on that play, and then expect and then expect good results. And you didn't get them because that's what you did. You went halfway. You're like, oh, maybe I'll play the puck. Maybe I'll back up. Uh, no, they scored. You, no, do one or the other. It can't be trying to do both because you'll do neither. I, I I'm just there's so. It's little mistakes, ruin what is a good overall effort, and it just can't keep, and uh, first, um, by effort, I just mean the way they played the full game. The first period can't go that way. Uh, you just can't be that bad, no matter what the circumstances are. You can't fall, what was the actual, when did they score the third one? They got the third one at 855. Nine minutes into the game, you're trailing 3 nothing. That cannot be I'm just – I'm so thoroughly fed up with this team, and I haven't been a change-for-the-sake-of-change change, uh, proponent because that's what this team was the majority of my life, and it never worked. But fuck, man. This can't keep happening. You're giving games away because of stupid bullshit. 3 nothing in the first nine minutes – I know that Buffalo is hot. They won 6 in a row coming into this one. They got their 7th tonight. Good for them. Buffalo's breaking out. They're finally getting out of the cellar. They're making a statement. Good for you, Buffalo. I'm sorry. They're not the 98 Detroit Red Wings. This can't happen. Uh let's just get to your comments cuz I'm going to keep repeating myself all night if given the given given the opportunity. So let's just go. Um yeah, get his ass out too, love Hexy, but dude, you got to make a change. Yeah, listen, I, I'm, I'm a Hextall supporter in that everything that happened up to this point, I, I have supported. Um, keeping the coach through the 10-game losing streak, I wasn't on board with. But other than that, uh, like I've supported everything Hextall has done because I saw the plan and understood the plan. Now it's just spinning your wheels. It literally is just, "Eh, well, we'll see how it goes. No, someone has to step in before this gets to 10 again. Are you going to lose 10 in a row, two years in a row? Because that's what you're on track for. I realize they still need to lose six more. I get it. Six. But it happened last year. And you're at the exact point in the schedule it happened last year. All I've been thinking is, you know, if if that this is the same team thing holds up, and they just avoid the 10 game losing streak, they could challenge for the division. But they're not avoiding it. They are in a losing streak at the exact point they're in a losing streak last year. It can't keep happening. This team is. I don't think this team can win a Stanley Cup, but, you know, teams win fluke Stanley Cups all the time. But overall, do I think this is a Stanley Cup caliber team? I do not. However, they are so much better than their record, and I don't know what the exact issue is. The penalty kill is definitely a problem. The head coach is definitely a problem. The leadership is definitely a problem. The goaltending is definitely a problem. Something needs to be changed. Fire Hextall and Hackstall now. Leave them in Buffalo. You know, I'm not even – for everyone who wants to make those comments, I'm just going to tell you right now I'm not against it. I have, tried to, I have tried to play it even-handedly. I have tried to just really, really look at the situation, be an analyst, not just overreact like a fan. No, this can't keep happening. Something needs to change dramatically, and it needs to change soon. Just like always when the Flyers are on uh, winning, and it comes to the end, bet to the house uh, that they'll follow it up with a losing streak. And, you know, after the 10-game losing streak last year, for a calendar year, this team wasn't that way. They were playing very good hockey for a majority of a calendar year. But we're, we're, we're Maxine Nightingale right now, man. We're right back where we started from. That was not supposed to be the jumping-off point. The jumping-off point should have been Game 82, The Rangers game where the Flyers came out and had to win and did. Claude Giroux scored his hat trick. The best players were the best players. That was supposed to be the jumping-off point for this year. Now we are, I don't what's today's date? November 21st, and we are exactly where we were at November 21st a year ago. Hexy is the problem more than hack. I'm not going to say more than because... I feel like Hextall still, has, Hextall still has more cards in the deck. You know, there are still things Ron Hextall can do. Even if, even if Dave Hextall turns out to be a good coach, and a lot of coaches in their second stop turn out to be good coaches, and there's all sorts of excuses you could make if you wanted to, and I'm not, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just laying out a hypothetical. Even if Dave Hextall turns out to be a good coach down the line, it's not going to work here. This is just not – this is not sustainable. What is happening right now, not sustainable. He can't get it done. They need to move on. And, again, I've been a proponent of they're not going to fire the coach midseason no matter what, so we just have to move on from that. But, no, this can't keep happening. The problem is elite goalies are unicorns. It's one of the hardest, most demanding positions in professional sports. Yo, I'm not asking for an elite goalie. An elite goalie would be nice, and you're right. It is like coming across a franchise quarterback. And at this point, honestly, if you're going to debate the rules of sports, uh, it's much harder to be a franchise goalie than it is a franchise quarterback. Look at the numbers one way versus the other in the NFL right now, or NFL versus NHL. I get it. I'm not even asking for elite. I'm not looking for prime freaking Patrick Waugh at this point. I just need someone who's going to play. I need a guy who's going to play 55 games a season. They don't have it. I need a guy who's going to play 60 games a season and be consistent in three quarters of them. I'm not looking for Braden Holtby when he won the Vezina Trophy. It would be nice. Don't get me wrong. If that's who Carter Hart is eventually, big thumbs up. Yay. But you don't need Dominic Hossack at this point. You just need a guy who can fucking play. Uh, if there's another 10-game losing streak or something like that and Hack isn't fired, then Hexy needs to go too. The standard has been uh, lower, lowered for this team. Ridiculous. No, absolutely. Um, And I'm a person who lowered their standards because I understood what the plan was. But this year I was told by this general manager to raise my standards. We went out and bought JVR, all these things. Our young players are coming into their own. So much was lining up that I was told to raise my standards. Well, I have. You know who hasn't? The team. And the fact that the team is exactly where they were a calendar years ago, a a calendar year ago, tells me that there's something wrong in this locker room, whether it be the coach, whether it be the leaders, whether it's coming from all the way at the top, I don't know. But a change is necessary. I just don't understand the cross-ice passes through all that traffic. They do it all the time. Is that the way they draw it up? I remember last year, uh, part of their game plan was, in fact – When you get in trouble, go hard across ice. And there was usually a guy streaking up, and it was a good play. But they depend on it so much now. And you saw it uh, start to happen in the playoffs, and you've seen it this year. They go cross ice so much that teams are waiting on it, and it gets picked off. If you trade Simmer, we would get bullied by every single team. As opposed to what's happening now. This team is so vanilla, uh, nothing will change. In, uh, yeah, I lost it. But, yes, the team is vanilla and nothing will change until there's some sort of change made. I don't know if you were advocating for a, a coaching change or a trade or whatever, but the team is just far too. And, and, again, this isn't something that, like, I've just jumped to. It's I've been trying to evaluate situation to situation, and th- there's just there's not enough. Fire, man. You can't be down three nothing in any game nine minutes in. I don't care what the game is, you can't be down like that. Maxine Nightingale, love it. Yeah, man, that's like one of my favorite songs ever. Uh trade Voracek, McDonald, Stolars, and Moran for Bobrovsky. They're not gonna do that. They're trying to win the cup this year. Columbus is, are they still in first place? They were last I checked. Are they leading the division? Let's give that a look. Listen, I would love Bobrovsky, especially as a rental. Uh, yeah, Columbus leads the Metro. They, Columbus is in a situation where if they can just win it and say goodbye to Panarin and Bobrovsky, they will, because that's what you do if your window's opened. I would love Bob, but it's just not going to happen. I'm ready to throw a turkey out on the ice and call it a line. Yeah, why not? It's no longer fun to watch the Flyers. And listen, man, I love hockey, but I'm right there with you. I watched that Edmonton-San Jose game last night, and just like, wow, this is what happens when teams skate, huh? So hiring, yeah, you want um I, I just pinned a comment trying to – you want Q, I want Q too. I just don't think it's going to happen. And to be honest with you, listening to people in Chicago, I don't know if Q is the right coach for this situation. Uh, Q to me is a lot like Laviolette in that he's a coach for a really good team. If you're a team that's trying to win the cup right now, Q is a great hire. Um, but if you have young guys you're trying to integrate, you're trying to figure some things out. Uh, it, if they were to hire Q, it would say a lot about the direction of the team, and I'd be for it. But I just don't know given the circumstances if this is good for him. Like would Travis Sandheim be getting enough ice time? Things like that. Uh and obviously, you know, Hack is not very good, so anyone would be an upgrade regardless of circumstance. Uh and I want Coach Quenville, don't don't get me wrong. I just given what this team is, I don't know if it's the guy for this. This team could win the Metro if it just had league average goaltending. Goaltending and penalty kill. Uh, I'll even say special teams at this point. Goaltending and special teams. If they had league average goaltending and special teams, last I checked, they were dead last in team save percentage. Um, And I doubt it went up. uh, I doubt it went up at all because they allowed 21 shots on net. And, you know, I I guess it doesn't count when they – but, yeah – so four goals on twenty shots on net. If you don't include the uh, the empty netter, not good enough. I heard Hextall was in Buffalo watching the game. Do you think this means Hack is? Do you think this means Hack has gone before Friday? We talked about let's bring up the old schedule here because I mean I guess it doesn't matter at this point because they're in goddamn free faults four in a row but i usually look towards a potential coaching change coming when they have days off like when the flyers beat the kings it came out that you know la was going to fire stevens after that game but they had another game a day or two later so they waited till they had two days off uh so they play friday and then they have toronto saturday and then two days off, and then they're home against Ottawa. Hey, man, if you wanted to get that building rocking for that game against Ottawa uh, to close out the month, that's when you do it. Do it this weekend. Uh, I mean, listen, do it right away. I Fucking do it yesterday, whatever. But just based on how teams tend to do business, um, you have the Black Friday 1 o'clock game against the Rangers. You're at Toronto 7 o'clock on Saturday then sunday monday off that's uh when i would do it i guess <laughs> tomorrow is thanksgiving but the real turkey is the dang coach oh uh, yeah Hey, Bill, do you think everyone is complacent at this point, as if they don't care or even satisfied that they're a mediocre team, at least during the losing streak last year? They were fighting a lot harder in those games. Yeah, that's – they come out flat, which is an issue, and they give up a lot of leads, but I don't think it's effort. There might be just a little bit of complacency in terms of certain guys' spots are kind of etched in stone Um, when you look at a Jake Voracek and how he's been – really silent a lot lately um like who's gonna replace jake as 2rw you know who's who's better than jake on the power play at that spot it's there's not a lot to challenge the top of the and again uh, like the bottom of the roster let's look at it Uh, and i know plus minus not the best uh not the best indicator but You know, Weiss and Lawton, minus two each. And, yeah, Jake as well. It's just like when when it's those guys, it's just like, man, come on. Um, There's so much. This team is too good to be what they are right now. This might be the most boring Flyers team in decades. And they have the firepower not to be. Like the teams of... uh, early like the berubi teams the uh the early hackstall team like those teams should have been much more boring just based on the rosters this team has more talent that this team has more skill than those teams did the the 2017 or the 2018 19 team infinitely more skilled than the 2014 15 or 2015 16 team they're not playing like it and it's just a pain in the dick Right over the blue line, their zone entries are horrible. Start getting pucks deep. Uh, listen, I'm not a, I'm not advocating for more dump and chase hockey, but the decision making of when to carry and when you just should dump and let your let your forwards go hit somebody. There's a lot lacking in the decision making of when it's appropriate to try to make a play and when it's appropriate to chip, when it's appropriate to dump and go hit. Like it's just so, like. The decision-making, I, I, I wouldn't say they need to dump more. I'd say they would need to dump more when it's appropriate and carry more when it's appropriate. It just seems that they make the wrong decision constantly. Every time an opponent goes behind the net to make a play, the whole team turns around and leaves the high slot wide open. Hey, man, and that's one of the things about why you, like, as an offense... That's the thing. There's only so many ways to unclog the middle. There's only so many ways to get open in the shop locking era and the big goalie era and all that. Going behind the net is how you do it. So when you see you're susceptible to it on defense, maybe other defenses would be susceptible to it too. But tonight I'll say like, they, gave up the, the, three, the, they gave up three goals in transition and a power play goal in the first period. Uh, like, they just need to be harder on pucks and just uh, goalies need to make saves. I agree it's an issue overall. It's not my problem tonight. Um, But as an offense, you need to do it more because that is what happens. The goalie has to look over his shoulder. He doesn't know what side is coming out. A defenseman has to make the choice. Do I just leave him? Do I go get him? And then suddenly someone's opened. There's just so much to be gained from running your offense behind there. It's not a surprise that the Flyers' defense breaks down when that happens because most, if not all, defenses will break down when teams go behind the net and run their offense there. Uh, G is not to blame. What about Voracek doing nothing tonight? I'm not blaming G. I love Claude Giroux. I am a huge Claude Giroux fan. Claude Giroux is going to go down as an all-time great flyer. He already is an all-time great flyer. However, and yeah, Voracek did nothing tonight, and he's been pretty silent lately. I need more out of Jake Voracek. If you're going to be- get paid like Claude Giroux, you need to produce like Claude Giroux. Um, I will say G... While I think the captaincy role is mostly ceremonial and a bit overrated, I look at the leaders when you're constantly trailing in the first period and not just trailing. Not just trailing. Trailing 3 nothing after 9 minutes. Trailing 3 nothing after 8 minutes and 55 seconds. Trailing 4 nothing after 20 minutes. I just look at, yeah, you need to get the boys going a little more. I realize that this is... It's not the, yeah, let's get the rah-rah speech. I know that that's not Jeru's leadership style, and lots of different leadership styles work. But I'm going to look to guy, and it's not, when I say Giroux, I'm looking at the leadership group. I'm looking at all the veterans. I'm looking at all the guys who've been there and know what it takes in this league, and that includes Giroux because he's our best player and he wears the C. But it's Voracek, it's Simmons, it's Couturier, it's Bear, it's everybody. Hey, Bill, Coots feeds G from below the goal line. How about that? How about that? I'm in Texas, not seeing any games. Sounds like I'm not missing anything. My Flyers. Hey, Steve. Well, I guess that's one of the benefits of being in Texas. You don't have to watch. I am ready to lace up my skates and play. And play on the ice only if I could skate good, lol, Yeah, I mean, yeah, we all are. Hey, how about it? They fought tonight. We got that. We finally got that fighting major out of the way. Down 4 nothing. I can't believe. You know, that says something about um, if I'm a coach uh, and I take a 4 nothing lead with, you know, whatever it was, eight seconds. When did they get that uh, fourth goal? 1952. So there's eight seconds left in the period. And, you know, Lawton's out on the ice. I'm not saying Lawton is Riley Cote or anything, but it's not a top six forward. And it's clearly the Flyers need to get something going. They need some life. I am telling my players before that face-off, do not engage. Leave it alone. If Lawton wants to drop his gloves, smile at him, blow him a kiss, Wait for the eight seconds to expire and walk off the ice. Um, the fact that they were willing to accept the fight tells you a lot about what they thought the Flyers were going to be capable of doing in terms of rallying. Um, nothing, as it turns out. Mike Yo, Daryl Sutter, John Stevens, Joel Quenville, uh, McClellan, who you want. I'll take any of them at this point. How did this become the Flyers' culture? I'm not ready to go the culture route because, again, I've been judging this team on different scales. And the scales since Ron Hextall took over at the end of the 2013-14 season up through last year were different. They were, we have to fix what's wrong organizationally. No assets, no cap room, no draft picks, no prospects. They had to fix that. And I don't blame Hextall for making so – like, it's not a culture thing to me. It's just a, all right, now go do it thing. Like, as I Listen, fire the coach. Bring in a better GM. I don't even care about that at this point. But it's more than that. I don't – this has – the players are good enough. That's the thing, except for the goalies, which it's a, it's a situation. I blame Ron Hextall for few things, but thinking that this goalie situation was, was sustainable was goddamn folly um, and a failure on all levels. And, but beyond that, it's just like the pieces are there. You know, where's, like, Jake Voracek's been invisible, but his line, that line that looked so good out on the West Coast and we are finally seeing it, these guys could dominate down low, good puck movers, just so much about that Lindblom, Patrick Voracek line to like, and where have they been? Uh, They had multiple A-plus opportunities in the third, but couldn't make an accurate pass, easily could have tied it. Sure, but it's a – when you give your – that's the problem with – that's the problem with starting games the way you do. When you leave yourself zero margin for error, all of a sudden the biggest play of the game is Travis Konechny whiffing on a good centering pass, and if you – If it's two to one at that point, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But since you're down four nothing less than 20 minutes into the game, it's a big freaking deal that you can't convert every opportunity. Because that's the thing. You need to convert, you you need to create scoring chance after scoring chance after scoring chance just to get a goal. Because that's hockey now, man. It's the shot blocking era. Goalies are still too big. Goals are still a little hard to come by. It's not like it was in the last five or so years, but goals are still kind of hard to come by. Even if you create a ton of scoring chances, when you're down for nothing, you have no margin for error. If you don't convert all of your scoring chances, it's, oh, they left so much on the table, not, oh, they played well for 40 minutes, but they were so shitty for 20, it didn't matter. Flyers miss the playoffs the last three odd years. Is this like the depressing reverse of the orange and black out west? Like the uh, the San Fran Giants win the win the World Series in even years, and the Flyers miss the playoffs in odd years. Is that is that who we are? Uh, hey, Bill. Yo, McClellan, Sutter, Quenville, or Stevens? <sighs> Maybe Sutter. Uh, like if there was no circumstance. If circumstance didn't matter and I was just going for the best coach, obviously I'm gonna go. Uh, obviously I'm going Q. Um, Mike Yo, I just think is more of the same. Maybe he's a better coach than Hack, but uh, this is what Mike Yo makes me do. Uh, Stevens, I just like. I'm. A, I, I, I like John Stevens, but I. I think. Uh, should his next shot be here. He's good with young guys maybe, but um I, and I don't even like Sutter that much as a coach. I just think maybe for this situation he'd fit. I, I I I'll take any any sort of change. I don't care what the change is, honestly. I just I'll take any sort of change. All right. I'm not going to be hanging out nearly as long as I normally do guys. I'm just but I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with you for a little bit. I scrolled down. Uh is Provorov dealing with concussion symptoms. He can't keep the puck on a stiff, whiffs on passes and shots. Yeah, he had a real bad whiff uh in the third there. Provorov's just playing poorly. Um, and it's the first time outside of it, like a handful of games. You know, there have been games we can point to, go, oh man, Provorov stunk tonight, huh? But he hasn't had elongated stretches of of poor play and um, where was I? I totally lost my my uh, my train. Yeah, uh, Provorov hasn't had elongated stretches of poor play, and when we were all saying just lose with the young kids, I don't even care if they make mistakes, let them make them. Maybe this is what it was going to look like, and it's 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 upsetting because we've had you know, a decent and then a very good year out of Provorov in his first two, so we didn't expect him to take a step back. We didn't expect him to flatline. We didn't expect poor play out of the guy who's designated as the Flyers' number one defenseman. But maybe this is just what a 21-year-old adjusting to the NHL looks like. They make adjustments to him, and now he has to readjust. It's just that, and that's what I'm leaning to. I wanted to blame it on an injury. I wanted to blame it on whatever, but I honestly think this is just the first time that we've seen Provorov struggle, and it's not easy for us. Um, I want him to play through it. I don't want to decrease his role a ton I, I, because I, I believe in his talent. I believe in who he is as a player, and over the long haul, I think he's going to prove to be the guy we think he is. But this is a shit year so far for him. There's no other. There's no other. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Can't we just cut Neuvert? I mean, you still got to pay him, so there's no... This isn't football where you let guys go. Contracts are guaranteed, so you can cut Neuvert or you can just put him on IR because there's no difference. Steve Mason is free. I'm good on Steve Mason. No thanks. Does anyone know how hard is doing in the NHL? I'm hoping he comes up in the playoffs Matt Murray style. All right now, playoffs, man. Playoffs. Uh, um, I've, I've been told... Carter Hart's starting to get his game together. He struggled a little early. Um, it sounds like he's starting to play a little better, but I don't follow the Phantoms nearly closely enough. I'm, I, I have my hands full with with BSH radio and iSport radio and post-game and every other thing just about the Flyers. Uh, but from what I'm told and from the little I've seen, he's starting to look like maybe uh, he's getting, getting together and adjusting to, you know, a whole new speed, a whole new level. No matter how good you are in the CHL, Professional hockey in North America is a little different. Billy, I need therapy. Please help. We all do. Uh, they look like a great team when they're down two or more goals. We've seen it in the last few years. Why can't they replicate that man- that mentality pre-puck drop? And you know, that's the thing. They seem to be breaking that. They looked like they were breaking out of that stretch from the... West Coast trip, they were playing well, scoring the first goal. Even all the way up till Saturday, where they thoroughly outplayed Tampa for most of that game, but just couldn't convert. And Tampa's a high skill team, and the Flyers have zero goaltending, so they and zero penalty kill. So Tampa just converted every time they got the puck. And it was, well, what what can you do? But they fall right back into it tonight, man. Like some things start to go wrong. They've lost three in a row. So how do they come out? they come out by giving up three goals in 8 minutes or 9 minutes. Well, I forget again already. Three goals in 8 minutes and 55 seconds. That's not good enough. What now with goaltending? I I don't know, man. Who do you do you, you go back to Pickard on Black Friday and then see what happens for Saturday? That's that's all I can guess is um you know Alex Lyon I, I, I have no answer for you. I, I have no idea what to, that's like. As much as I want to blame Dave Haxtall for everything, if I was the coach, I would have no idea what to do in that. I, I don't know. I'd be calling up my son, like, "Hey, you want to play?" Like, I'd be, I'd be talking to the general manager, like, "Hey, Ron, you think you got like forty minutes in you?" Yeah. Do you, like, what? Ha, how's that back feeling? How's that groin feeling? What do you I, – I have no idea what they should do in net. They are – they have six goalies, and none of them can play at this level, it looks like. Maybe the training staff, Philpola leaves and becomes a 2C. Uh, listen, Philpola – one, he had a full year off, so the fact that he's got legs right now doesn't surprise me because he didn't play for, you know, a full season. Um, That was last year when he did shit. Um, But he's also shooting like 25% or something. That ain't going to hold. I I don't expect Philpola to be like a difference maker all year. I'm going to the game Friday. Any message you want me to relay to Hack from behind the glass? Start all the negative chance you can. Make this team embarrassed because at this point, that's the only thing that's going to work. And, hey, if they come out and play a great game, that's the thing is if they come out and play a great game, I want everyone to enjoy themselves. I want everyone to be cheering, high five, and score team scoring goals. If they play a great game against the Rangers, awesome. But there's a reason the crowd at the Wells Fargo Center isn't great. There's a reason the crowd at the Wells Fargo Center is a little hostile, and it's because this is what we've been watching. Is it bad that I want Provorov benched for a game or two? I definitely don't want him running power play two. He basically wasted most of our only power play tonight. Yeah, I don't understand why he's still in power play two when you have Travis Sanheim, who's probably just better at it anyway. And right now, Provorov is playing poorly. There's absolutely no reason for it to be him and not Sanheim. Um, I can't take him out of the lineup. I need him to play through it, even if it's just to take his lumps, because this is what it looks like when the kids play and they make mistakes. Uh, we, we begged for it for two years. We just didn't think it was going to be this guy. Um, I I can't take him out of line. If there's an injury, if there is a legit reason he's playing poorly, other than he's just playing poorly, like that, because that's what I think. I've been trying to think maybe it's a shoulder, maybe it's something we don't know about. But right at this point, I just think he's playing like shit. And the only way to stop playing like shit is to play well. And the only way to play well is to play. And he just has to get through it. That's that's all there is, even if it takes the entire season. Uh, I never want Provorov to think he's anything but the bad motherfucker that he is. So if he has to play the whole year and the coach has to keep just patting him on the back and Blame, l- blame everyone else on the ice. Blame dudes who are healthy scratches for goals that go in when he's out there. I don't care. Make sure he still thinks he's the number one defenseman. But also, other than the power play, like I said, Travis Sanheim should just be doing it because he's probably better at it anyway, and Provorov's playing poorly. And half of power play ice time is supposed to be a reward for good play of five on five reward Sandheim in that way, especially if, you know, you're gonna leave him as what did he get tonight? Let's see what he got tonight. Uh Sandheim sixteen oh five. Yeah, not nearly enough. Back being used as a strictly third pair guy, no special teams time at all. Um yeah. Haig actually led the way twenty-three fifty-eight and Provorov twenty-three twenty. So Haig actually led the way and Provorov had Four more seconds on the penalty kill. So Haig getting... And 58 seconds to 10 seconds on the power play. So Haig actually led the way. Uh, then Provorov. Then Ghost. Then Follin at seventeen forty-two, And then Sanheim and Gudis in the 16s. Yeah, so if you're not going to reward Sandheim with more 5-on-5 time, reward him with some power play time at least. But I can't take Provorov out of the lineup. One, it means more Andrew McDonald. And I'm good on that. Um, but I, I just need him to play through it. Jeruan in post game—it's unacceptable. We have a big two games coming up here, and you know what? I'm tired of hearing the word "unacceptable." It's just a buzzword that they say to like let themselves off the hook. I don't know, man. We talked about this on BSH Radio on Monday. It's not just unacceptable; isn't just a word. Hey, Rowdy. Sounds like my dog's pretty fired up. Unacceptable isn't just a word you say to make sure that you get to talk to the store manager when a cashier won't give you a refund. Like unacceptable needs to mean something. If something is unacceptable, that means you don't accept it and then a change is made. That's what unacceptable means. And if they just keep saying something is unacceptable, but then nothing changes, that actually means it's fucking acceptable. You have accepted it. So the more they say unacceptable, the less that word means. All right, guys. We're I I I just I'm getting too fired up. Um, I had, I had fun. Uh, this is what it is. The team is just in, the team is in disarray right now, and they need a change. Something has to be different. Uh, I am out of time for for all of you. Uh, tonight I will be back here on Black Friday for the game against the Rangers. And I'm fairly certain I will be back Saturday for the Toronto game, which I'm looking forward to because Toronto is actually fun to watch. So uh, be sure you're here with me for that. Be sure you subscribe to the Broad Street Hockey uh, podcast feed. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. If you have not written us a review, do it. Give us a review. Give us those five stars. Uh, We would really, really appreciate it. So that's all the time I have for you tonight. Thanks for joining. Thanks for hanging out.